The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. Jeff Shannon right here with Sumner County Spotlight for this weekend. we got another a great show in line here for you, so hope you'll stick around for that. And if you just happen to miss this show and you're listening later, you're listening to it on our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just look for podcast and Sumner County Spotlight with me, Jeff Shannon. Got a guest in the studio right now. We're going we're gonna to be talking some chicken. we got to talk that because that's everybody's favorite. And of course, we are talking about slim chickens. And I got Mike Wade in here, and Mike Thank you so much for taking the time to come in, and we we just gotta we gotta talk chicken. <laughs> Absolutely, I love chicken. It's it's what we do. We do it good. You know, I, I've been with Slim Chickens for a long time. We're I think over 260 stores right now as a brand. And I, when I started out, I started out store number 11 when I was working for corporate Slim Chickens. Now we're with Houchins Food Group, and we own a group of chicken stores. So you own a. a- a lot of different stores is just chicken or do you have others no well we've we've got others we've got sonics oh uh, really yeah okay subways our group has different brands different concepts always looking to expand those concepts Um, well you're here you got you got slims here in hendersonville you got one in mount juliet and where are the other locations We've got two in Bowling Green. We've got two now in Lexington. The second one just opened. We've got one in Clarksville. We've got one coming in Owensboro. We've got Mount Juliet. Henderson. So how about, I heard Goodlettsville possibly, right? Yep, Goodlettsville is on the table. Pretty pretty sure that's going to go through. Okay. Well, we can find you everywhere. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, when you guys went in here in Hendersonville, I mean, it was it was a big deal. And as you know, uh, Main Street is kind of becoming Chicken Row. I, <laughs> not Music Row, Chicken Row. Absolutely. But you know what? It, it's the quality stands out. I think people recognize it. You get your favorites, and uh, but you guys really have done a great job in marketing, and and of course, you're one of our big partners here at WHIN and sponsoring our Lake by the Lake show and our afternoon show and uh, and our sports and things like that so you're a great community partner for sure and you guys really like to stay involved absolutely i mean slim chickens has always made it a point to give back to our communities and get involved through sponsorships fundraisers and special events we sponsor football teams basketball teams local schools one way local schools or any organization for that matter can get involved with our fundraisers what what we call spirit nights Mm-hmm. is to go onto the Slim Chickens website and they can find the Spirit Night on there and they can sign up for it. That will go straight to our marketing coordinator and she'll take care of that and set that up and, and reach out. So let me guess what the website is. SlimChickens.com? That's absolutely Look how correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm a good one here, you know? <laughs> but that's great. So, I mean, you, you can access them there. Of course, you're on social medias and things like that. Yep, and you, you, So Facebook. tell us about the, uh, the Spirit things you're doing right now. Spirit, Spirit Night, you know, any organization can get set up on a Spirit Night. We pick the specific day that we want to do it, and and we have an opening. Between, let's say, 6 and 8 p.m., we give back 15% of the net sales back to the group or or organization. Okay. So do they have to, like, do an assessment or just a request? uh... They they just have to make the request, and we we get bombarded with them, so there's Mm -hmm. quite a few requests. So Savannah has to, to pick and choose a little bit. She's our marketing coordinator. We really, you know, try to get to everybody because it, it really it helps us out, increases our 
sales and our traffic at the, sure. at the restaurant. But as well, you know, we're all about giving back to the community. Yeah. And and Savannah would have be, been here today, but I think she, you said she sounds like Louis Armstrong right yeah, about she's, now. <laughs> she's a little under. So Got that. She'll that's, recover. <laughs> it's floating around. I mean, the stuff comes around and uh, you just got to rest it. With the, with the Spirit Nights, it seems like a great uh, idea to do that. I got to say, from a community standpoint, uh, the recent concert, the Hendersonville Rising concert, this is where Slim Chickens really stood up and made such an incredible impact on our community to help our community because you guys see, you know, what was needed. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, we were excited to to partner with the Hendersonville Chamber Foundation, which was, you know, to help those in Middle Tennessee that were in need due to being displaced by the tornadoes. We were honored to play our small part, join the generous community by giving back to that great cause. Slim Chickens presented a gift card donation of $18,000. That truly is, is going to the people that are in need, mm-hmm. that have been displaced, that, you know, we can do our little part. Well, I mean, that was amazing when they came up and did the check presentation and, and such on stage. It was just great to see Slim Chickens up there in a, such a great presence. Yeah, it absolutely was an honor. And, and you know, there's things like this that a lot of businesses, we have a lot of great businesses here in Hendersonville and Gallatin and Sumner County, and I really think a lot of people stepped forth to, to see what a great need that people were in. Our businesses were impacted, and, and you know, being in business, you, you, you kind of feel for them because some of these people uh, just really lost everything right so well, this chamber foundation you know monies is going to help these grants are going to help these folks get back on their feet right we're, we're continuing to share the love for hendersonville and tornado victims i mean we've got for the entire month of, of february anybody that orders a chicken and waffle from our any of our restaurants that includes two in murfreesboro mount juliet and the one in hendersonville we will give back a dollar per chicken and waffle back to the the tornado relief fund Wow. And it just keeps on coming. You guys are great. Thank you. Well, I mean, we definitely uh, appreciate that. And, you know, Slim Chickens, uh, since the, the day you got here, and I know we were involved with Slim Chickens and, and you all and getting this new store going here and then, of course, in, in Mount Juliet. I was so glad to see that you had all the, these other restaurants in the other areas. So. Yeah, I, I would personally like to thank the surrounding community for all the support they've given Slim Chickens over the years. I mean, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. So being in the location that you're at there on Main Street right here in Hendersonville, uh, where are you located in Mount Juliet? In Mount Juliet, we're at 41... 41- 61 North Mount Juliet Road. Is that close to Providence over there? No, it's a- actually on the opposite end oh, of Mount okay. Juliet Road. Okay, all, all right. All the way to the other side. Well, you just type in Slim Chickens, the map's going to take you there. Oh, absolutely. Can't <laughs> go wrong with Google. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I, it, just, it just pops, things do that. They just pop in my head. You know, I, I just have to blurt it out. What do you think, out of the entire menu at Slim Chickens, what seems to be the hottest item? Well, as far as our sales reports, you know, it, it's the Slim's meal. I mean, it's five tenders, one side, two dipping sauces, and a drink. That's what we sell the most of. Okay. But, you know, everybody loves the tenders. You can get them shaken. You, you know, you Stirred? can Stirred? <laughs> you can get 17 different dipping sauces really? to dip them in. Wow. Yeah. Or you can, you know, the three and three is pretty popular it's three wings three tenders you know your side and your drink Mm -hmm. we sell chicken and waffles three different kinds of of wraps we sell salads you know grilled is an option if you you know are trying to watch your waistline a little bit and you got the good old chicken sandwich chicken sandwich we got we got very incredible selection of chicken sandwiches best i've ever seen i mean they're they're called our signature sandwiches we've always had a chicken sandwich but we've expanded the the menu to include a, a chicken club Cayenne Ranch chicken sandwich, our crispy chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. And 
my favorite dessert. Yep. We oh have my gosh, this incredible is incredible. Desserts. <laughs> Tell us about that. What's that one coming up? You got the red velvet. Well, right uh, now we're in the middle of a promotion where uh, for Valentine's Day we've got the red velvet Oreo shake. It's it's to die for. Everybody's ordering it. <laughs> and we actually, you know, are having trouble keeping in stock our shake mix, but you know, we're 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 going to sell a lot of them. I think that I would suggest that everybody give them a try. <laughs> we've also got our birthday jar desserts coming up which are sprinkle cheesecake and sprinkles with marshmallow topping. Unbelievable. Can you get them in the gallon jug? Because <laughs> I would get one of those. <laughs> well, you, we do have jar dessert trays, which you can get an entire tray is just one big jar dessert. Oh so my God. if you have a wow, if you have a gathering and you want to you want to put out a dessert, it, mm-hmm. it's an awesome you know choice. So did you do catering as well? We do do catering. We okay. have you know. Tons of party platters, family meals, but the party platters. So for the big game or any special event, tailgating or whatnot, gathering at the house, we have party platters. We've got tenders, wings, big platters of sides, coleslaw, mac and cheese, potato salad. You can get your, you know, your wings and, and all, all the different flavors that we have. And you can't go wrong with the dessert trays. Oh, absolutely. Can you get just drummies? You can. You can get all drums, all flats. Okay. Uh, any choice you want. Wow, you guys just make it so easy. <laughs> wow. Now here's this. It, this might be top secret. You're not probably allowed to reveal this. But what's something new coming on the menu that nobody knows about? Well, it's not necessarily new, but those that have dined at Slim Chickens, you know, they, they're well aware that we used to sell ranch chips in place oh. of fries, and those ranch chips are coming back. Okay. And that will be an option for if you if you don't want French fries, you can get the ranch chips, or you can get a big platter of ranch chips for again for your get together or for your party. Well, that's exciting. It sounds yummy. I have to try those. I can't remember. When, when did you have them last? It's been a couple years. Okay. Yeah. Well, it definitely sounds good, but uh, slimchickens.com is a place to go, and you can check out the whole menu. Can they, I um, think I know the answer to this, but they can order online and just pick it up curbside? It, they can't, not curbside. We used to do curbside, okay. but they can come in, the, you know, right in the restaurant, and we have little up. cubbies, and they can pick up their order at the cubby. Okay. Or, you know, they can order the delivery option. We'll bring it straight to your house. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go on, download the app. Okay. And you can choose delivery that way, or you can go online to slimchickens.com and order through through the website. Well, nice and easy, folks. That's that's really what it's all about. But getting back to your community involvement, which I think uh, you've kind of set the standards for businesses to step up to the plate and really help out where needed. And because you're so local right here, and a lot of the areas that uh, you know we reach, because we we get our signal goes down to Mount Juliet, so we we cover that area as well as our our Summer County area. But it's great to know that I mean. You don't have to be asked. You guys just do it. Well, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I, I joined this brand. And I, I took a long, hard look at it when I first came on. Again, store number 11. And here we are at store number 260-something. Mm. One of their mantras is life-changing chicken. And when I heard that, you know, all I could think about was we change the lives of, of our communities. We change the lives of, of our employees and give them opportunities that they wouldn't necessarily have anywhere else. But the thing that truly attracted me was there's, you know, there's so many companies out there that do not get involved in the communities. And I think the community is why we are able to do what we do. Yeah. And, you know, them coming to our, our locations and supporting us is reason enough for us to go and support them just as much. 
Well, you know, you can tell that the community loves you because you, every time you drive by there, there's a line around the building. So, yeah, we love that line, and, and we absolutely try to keep that line moving. It, you know, I, I know there's times that we get a little bit slow as far as the service times, but that is really our focus is try to move that line and get people through that drive through Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. You guys are doing a great job. And we're talking with Mike Wade. He's with uh, Slim Chickens. And what's your official title, Mike? I'm the area director for Middle Tennessee. Okay. So you, you stay a little busy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here. So, hey, listen, we're going to be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. You've been listening to Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon, a public affairs program heard right here at WHIN. You can also hear this broadcast and other episodes on our podcast page at whinradio.com. And if you'd like to appear on this program, just send me an email to jeff at whinradio.com. Stand by. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Okay, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon right here. We're going to continue our conversation with Mike Wade. And and Mike, I mean, you're pretty important in this group. Uh, you seem to know what's going on. You're the area director, is that right? That is correct. I'm okay. the area director for, for Middle Tennessee. I've got four stores with, with our franchise group. So as an area director... What are your job duties? Well, I, my main duty is to ensure that, that our operations are sound and, and we're following spec and, and we're taking care of the guests, making sure we give the guests our southern hospitality that we're known for and everybody gets fresh hot food. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I wanted to, you know, a lot of people say, why, why is it taking so long to go this line? Other places you go through really fast, but all of your stuff is, is made to order. So it's not just sitting in a burner somewhere. Right. We try to do everything cooked to order. So we, we ensure that the guest is going to get hot, fresh food every time. And, you know, we do a little bit of anticipatory cooking during the peaks and, and try mm-hmm. to keep ahead and, and to move these cars. Cause I know that, that everybody's got somewhere to be and, and jobs to get back to, but if everyone is just a little bit patient, you know, we, we do try our best, and every single time we're, we're trying to give everybody hot, fresh chicken every time. Well, and nice cold desserts. Oh, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love those jars you put them in. They're very, and people can take those jars? Yep, they can okay. take those jars home. That's theirs to keep. Right right now, we're, you know, we're selling birthday jar desserts coming okay. up. We haven't started yet, but we're, we're going to start them here soon to celebrate our birthday, Slim Chicken's 21st year in operation. Wow, that's great. There'll be a special price on it, though. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's going to be regular price. <laughs> well, it's that good. You don't need to discount no, it. No, they, they speak for themselves. It's, it's a candy sprinkle cheesecake with marshmallow topping and sprinkles on top. It's, it's incredible. Stop it. No, it's now great. Must... With birthday cake. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm rumbling now. I, I got to head out. <laughs> I'll be right back, folks. Stand by. <laughs> With all of the uh, activities that goes on in the store, I think uh, a lot of people realize that you have a drive-through, but you can also go sit inside as well. Absolutely, we got a we got a full dining room, quite a few seats. So you know, if the if the drive-through line's too long, you can order on the app and you can come in and get your order, and and that's sometimes quicker because our drive-through line gets quite long. If you know what you want, just download the app. For every dollar you spend on the app, you get a point. For for every fifty points you redeem you can get four dollars off your next visit so it's absolutely a great way to, to save you some money yeah well everybody loves to save money but i think the apps are, are so important now because people just like convenience yeah and absolutely. that's what you all offer they're, they're very convenient so mike you've had to been doing this a while so what was your previous history how did you get involved in the restaurant business or franchise business or any of that well my very first job i don't know if any of our our listeners are going to know what a bonanza was oh yes wow i forgot no, yeah there, there's a few that, that I'm sure know what it is. Anyway, it's it's kind of like a Western Sizzler or whatever, or, or a smaller Golden Corral or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, I was a busboy, 
and you know that was you that that was me (laughs) (laughs) so i started out in high school as a bus boy and you know i went in the army for a little while and as soon as i got out of the military i i got back into the restaurant business and i've been doing it ever since wow so but since i've found slim chickens it's been it's been a pleasure i mean everything that this company believes in everything that the brand stands for is right up my alley as far Mm -hmm. as you know great southern hospitality to our guests changing the communities changing the lives of our, our people and our employees and you know delivering a, a product i can truly stand behind and it's it's hot and fresh every time well and, and i think that's the key because one if you don't have that confidence you, you don't want to do it you know what i'm saying and uh, i think a lot of people appreciate that they like quality they they everything likes first class and everything like that but you know trying to staff these stores has to be one of the biggest challenges because i talk to a lot of uh, restaurant owners and and people in business and they're always complaining I can't find people that want to work. You know, they want to make money, but they don't want to work. Yeah, staffing has always been a challenge, but in all honesty, it's all about the work environment. Mm-hmm. It's all about the culture. And if you can provide those two things, you know, on a different level of everybody else, then you're going to create a lower turnover and, and you're going to retain your, your employees and they're going to stick with you. And we've got Hendersonville's got half their staff. Mount Juliet's got half their staff that have been there since day one, mm-hmm. you know, four or five years. Mount Juliet has done a great job. Even our, our first store in the market, Murfreesboro has has some employees that have been there over seven years that have, have worked there and not left. Wow. See, they've got to say something because people like what they're doing. They're going to stay. They're happy. It's all about the culture. That's right. So if you're looking for employees, do you have a place on your website that people can go for job opportunities? Yep. They can go to slimchickensjobs.com or on the slimchickens.com website. There, there's a place down there, career opportunities are at the bottom. It's join the team or whatever. So do you have a social media presence? I mean, all over the platforms? Uh, Not all over the, every platform, but we do have a strong Facebook following. We, we do have, you know, do a lot of posts, to do a lot of social media interaction with, with the guests. Does each store have their own Facebook page? We do. Every, okay. every store has their own. All right, that's interesting. Okay. But I got to tell you, you got to have somebody full-time keeping up with that stuff. Yeah, that is a that, chore. <laughs> well, I used to do it, but it, that's off my plate now. So <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, our marketing team takes care of that. Yeah. Well, again, at some point we'll get Savannah when she's, uh, you know, feeling all back to good again and yeah. we'll get her in here and rattle her cage a little bit yeah she'll, she'll love that <laughs> you know when you guys were at the hendersonville rising concert that was the first time i actually got to meet you all and uh, it was a pleasure to to do so but you know we took a picture with savannah and she was like what <laughs> but i look so forward to talking to her because she seems like a great individual yeah savannah's awesome she she does more than her share for us and in addition to us she's got i don't know how many stores it is but you know our our restaurant group she's got a ton of responsibility and and i don't know how she keeps up yeah right every year there's things that come up and you have all of different events that you guys have to put this forecast out on the calendar well like we were talking about earlier that uh, hendersonville has the taste of hendersonville which is really huge we get a lot of people here and you got all these events with uh you know sumner fest and fourth of july the july july 3rd here for freedom fest and other activities that go on and you guys i guess are a part of a lot of these things and that's like a full-time job trying to market all that yeah, our marketing calendar that, that she sends out is pretty pretty extensive, and you know I've got reminders set and and my phone. It's it's a daily thing. We got spirit nights on this night. You know fundraisers, different meetings with with 
you know, different marketing opportunities, and, and it's it's quite the challenge to keep up. Well, I mean, it definitely is, but you've got a great staff that makes things a lot easier. Absolutely. That's for does. sure. So what do we look at, if we're looking later in the year, next couple of years, what does it look like for Slim Chickens? Well, as of right now, we've got our good Littsville location on the books. It, it okay. looks like that's a go. Owensboro is coming up at the beginning of March. We'll open that in Owensboro, Kentucky. Like I said earlier, they're, they're going to continue to look around Middle Tennessee and, and find new locations. So so in the Hendersonville store, I understand you're going to have uh, live entertainment there. Keith Urban's coming in uh, a few nights a week to, to play some songs, and uh, that'll attract a lot of people. Absolutely. He's, just, <laughs> he's looked at me and go, what? What are you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Always got to throw that in. So yeah, down the road, I mean, it, the future looks good for Slim Chickens, and there's... Uh, so Mike, what you've been involved with them for a while here with Slim Chickens. What is one of the things that you've learned the most being associated with Slim Chickens? Well, you know, what I've learned is, honestly, it's all about the guest. It's, it's all about treating the guest with utmost respect and, and giving them the most so- Southern hospitality you can possibly give. But it's also about your team. You know, you've got really, truly got to take care of your team. And what we always say is the, your team members, when they come in the door, they're, they're the first guest of the day. I mean, they, they are our guest isn't just as important as our guest. We truly try to grow around taking care of our, our guests and then taking care of our people, and that's going to continue our success. Well, it sounds like you're doing a good job with both of those. Uh, I mean, you got rave reviews, you know, all over the place, and you're retaining employees. I mean, they're paid well. I think it's it's, it's just great that you have that. And you're just uh, constantly, you know, evolving, adding things and something like that. And you said something earlier that I, I wanted to circle back around to was that you have a, th- a thing now we're doing dry rubs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us about that. What's involved? We're doing dry rub wings right now. We've got our cayenne ranch dry rub and our lemon pepper dry rub. They're absolutely incredible. And, you know, of course, you can get them on wings. But the secret that everybody needs to know is you can get them the dry rub on your tenders as well or get your sandwich, you know, in the dry rub, which it just makes your sandwich just over the top. Well, we love to rub our tenders. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's so incredible how you can come up with all these different recipes. Do you have a like a head chef that comes up with this stuff? And we corporate does have a kitchen in their home office, mm-hmm. and, and it's a little you know kitchen where they come up with different things. We haven't changed much on the menu over the years, even in my time with Slim Chickens. I, I've been here since almost the beginning. It, it's not really changed much. I mean, we've added a few sandwiches here and there. Our our, our mac and cheese bowls are are a big hit and that's permanently on the menu now but but not a lot of changes i mean we we do what we do and we do it well and we've never really looked to modify the menu you know it, it's one of those things where just stay with what's working and, right yeah and, if it's working why change it absolutely <laughs> wow so there's just a, a lot of things going on with you know i think in the restaurant business in general i mean there you look at the you look how these restaurants come and they go you know they're not sticking to their plan their formula their employee problems and things like that but you seem like you've uh, figured out this uh, solution we we have i mean it, like i said it, it all goes back to culture it always goes back to how you take care of your team it all goes back to what what you're doing with your guests i mean mm-hmm. again back to the the support in the community we we love to give back we're all about changing people's lives and doing our small part to to get involved in the community well too and now people are listening to this they might want to go geez i want to be a part of slim chickens just head over to the website absolutely slimchickens.com very easy we're we're growing we've got other stores and other locations coming so it's it's 
one of those things where you can get involved with with a group of people that, that truly love what we do and love our guests, love our, our employees and all of, all of our team. And we're in it as a team. I mean, there's really no title in, in the restaurants. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we've got general managers, we've got assistant managers, we've got key hourly managers, but everybody's there for one purpose and that's to take care of our guests and we'll do everything we can to do that. So I'm sure you have a training program in place. Uh, you have to, before they, they go on, they have to learn all of these things. Right. So. Each position, we've, we place them with a trainer, and, and they learn that position with a trainer for two or three days, depending on how long it takes them to, to get mm-hmm. a hold of it. For, for management, we have a six-week training program. It's pretty intense. Every position in the restaurant, and you learn all the admin, you learn the, the manager duties and, and everything that entails truck orders, inventory, and whatnot. Well, one of the main training points you have to have is how to deal with those Karens that come through the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know so, you're going to have one. You got to have one. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, we do. And the guest is always right, you know. But it, it's what it is 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 we don't make excuses. I mean, we one of our things that we talk about is we execute no excuses. Another thing that attracted me to this company was my military background and being raised as a military child growing up. We execute no excuses, and that's mm-hmm. the way I was raised. And we make mistakes. We're human. We're, we will fix it. It's like, hey, you know, what I do wrong? Okay, here, let me have that. I'm going to mm-hmm. fix it here. We'll take care of you next time. Mm-hmm. There is no trying to, to figure out what, why or when it happened. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, we made a mistake. Yep. It, it done. Fixed. Right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Just from our conversation here, I have a, a new impressed vision of Slim Chickens and about your organization. And, you know, I got to tell you, it's so proud to have you all as an advertiser here at WHIM because it's... It's in the community. We are local. You guys are local right here, and you're doing some great things, and we totally appreciate you. Well, we appreciate you. It's great to have you guys as a partner, and absolutely been a joy talking with you today Mm -hmm. and trying to put the word out about what we do and and Slim Chickens as a whole. I hope this relationship can continue and absolutely grow in the future. It's all about community, and, and that's what we're here to do. Well, and the one thing about it is, you know, with Chris Lake, you know, you guys sponsor the afternoon show here. If we could just uh, keep him from eating all the chicken and not leaving anything <laughs> for us, I'm about to say something to him about that. But And as long as he leaves the desserts, I'm good. <laughs> all right, folks, we've been talking with Mike Wade with Slim Chickens and an incredible conversation. And uh, we appreciate you so much and look forward to talking to you once more. Oh, absolutely. Just let me know anytime. I will do. All right, that's going to wrap up for this segment. Stand by. we got more coming right here, Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. And look, we've got all kind of great guests that we try to put on the show here. Try to keep you entertained, keep you informed. Well, we've got so much history here in, in Middle Tennessee with all of our great artists and musicians and songwriters and, and, and you name it. They probably lived here in Hendersonville. One guys that I just, I ran into, gosh, I don't know, a couple of years ago here, and we got to talking. I said, man, I got to get you on my show. Recently, uh, he came over and helped the Hendersonville Chamber Parks Department do the Hendersonville Rising, the benefit concert for tornado victims. When we called him and you were, no hesitation, absolutely, I'm in. Talking about my buddy, Ronnie McDowell, right here. Ronnie, thanks. Live and in color, Jay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I just found out? 
What? That you have your own Ronnie McDowell radio station. Yeah, that's been up for a few years, and uh, of course, I don't listen to it, because <laughs> last thing I want to listen to is me. <laughs> you know, people, they'll call me, and they'll go, hey, uh, you're on TV tonight, you're on Cook and Chase, or the Ralph Emery Show, and yeah. I go, well, that's wonderful, y'all watch it, have fun, the last thing I want to look at is me, and the last thing I want to listen to is me, but you know, I have found that everybody is like that, mm, pretty much. Yeah. I never will forget George Clark who was my friend for 40 years before he passed away. And uh, he was also Elvis Presley's best friend. When Elvis moved from Tupelo to Memphis in 48, wow, he was 12. And he walked into the class, seventh grade. George said he walked in, he had his guitar with him. And the teacher goes, now children, this is Elvis Presley. He's from Tupelo. He's going to be with us from now on. And she said, now Elvis, I see you have your guitar. Do you play that? He goes, yes, ma'am. She said, do you sing? And he goes, yes, ma'am. She <laughs> said, would you honor us with a song? And George said he sang old ship about a dog and george said every time every day he'd bring his guitar and george said every time he'd sing old ship and george finally went up to him and said hey man don't you know another song (laughs) as a matter of fact (laughs) but anyway i just love that story and i love all those stories george and you know, I got to befriend George Klein, Scotty Moore, DJ mm. Fontana, wow. the Jordanaires. Yeah. You know, in 1958, Jeff, I never will forget, I lied to my daddy. I was eight years old, and he lived in Franklin, Kentucky. Of course, I'm from Portland, mm-hmm. but I was hanging out with my dad, and I just happened to go by the old Liberty Theater with daddy, and I saw this play card sitting out in front of the theater. It said, King Creole, Elvis Presley. And I went, Wow. So I told Daddy, I said, Daddy, there's a monster movie on. Will you let me go tonight? He said, yeah, son, what is it? Well, I made it sound like a monster movie. It's called King Creole. He gave me 50 cents, and I got to see Elvis in black and white, 30 feet tall, the Jordanaires, Scotty and DJ. Now, what if somebody had tapped me on my little eight-year-old shoulder? For 50 cents, I got popcorn and Coke and saw Elvis. Not like that today. (laughs) No. What if somebody had tapped me on my little shoulder and said, you see them Jordanaires up there? They're going to be on your first number one record. Older women make better lovers. And you see Scotty Moore and DJ Fontana? You're going to work with them for 40 years. Mm. And you see that guy, Elvis Presley, you're going to be his voice in movies and TV and commercials. How could I have wrapped my mind around that? Oh, that's amazing. I could not have wrapped my mind around that. And then, you know, and I told you, Jeff, just before we started on the air, that I am the most blessed soul on the planet. And that's the truth. When I left Portland in 1968, I landed in Saigon, right outside of Saigon, October the 26th, 1968. I went in with Jimmy Dale Hunter. We walked home from school every day, redheaded, temper. Boy, I mean, he'd fight a bear. But me and Jimmy, we were best buddies, had a basketball team together. Well, we went in, same time. If you go on Vietnam Vets, you can see Jimmy Dale Hunter. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, he was 18, died. He didn't get to come back, and I got to come back and live my dream. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tell everybody, I'm the most blessed soul on the planet. Wow. You're just going through your history. I mean, it's truly amazing. And, of course, we could probably talk the rest of the afternoon about all of your, you know, encounters with your good friends, Conway, and all of the great folks, you know, the Grand Ole Opry and the the, the history of uh, folks. But you know what? It it had to be just amazing to you, and you probably wouldn't realize what was going to happen once you came up with The King is Gone. And what happened after that is just, it's history. But how did all of that come about to say, well, I got, you know, we got to write this song. It's just appropriate to come out with that now. 
Well, you know, my life keeps on intertwining with Elvis Presley. I mean, just keeps on. It mm-hmm. never stops. Right now, I'm on the number one rock album in the world. The biggest album Dolly Parton has ever put out. Oh, rock congrats Star. on that, dude. That's great. Yeah. Well, the irony of that is she wrote the song, and the song is called I Dreamed About Elvis. I mean, it never stops. But you yeah. know what? I don't want it to. Mm-hmm. That afternoon that Elvis passed away, I was rehearsing with my band. Had had a band. We played up in Bowling Green, all the clubs up there. Played out at the Country Godfather on Lebanon Road. But I told the boys, I said, you know, Elvis has got this song out. Oh, Moody Blue. Oh, yeah. Tell me, am I getting through? And I said, <laughs> I love that song. I said, but I want to do an old Elvis song. The last song we did was Return to Cinder. Oh, I love that one, too. I do, too. Jeez. Written by Otis Blackwell, who wrote All Shook Up, Don't Be Cruel, Fever, Whole mm. Lot of Shaking Going On, Great <laughs> Balls of Fire. I mean, you write those songs. But anyway, to make a long story short, after I left, I was over, I was telling you, by Metro Center in Nashville on the interstate, turned mm. the radio on in my 77 Camaro that me and the bank owned. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was 2.22 in the afternoon. The reason I know that is because that's my number. I see it every day. Everybody has a number. If you see it every day, that's an angel looking out for you. Okay. And so the DJ goes, Elvis Presley has just passed away. I didn't believe it. So I turned it to different stations. They were all saying it. And I finally, Mm. I realized, and I went. Now, I was a songwriter. I'd written songs for Roy Drusky, the Wilburn Brothers, Billy Walker, Jeannie Shepard, Porter Wagner. I was having a ball writing Mm -hmm. songs. And so before I got... That was down in Music Row when was Music Row. Oh, yeah. Not like now. That's when you could walk in, just knock on the door and say, hey, I've got a song. And they'd listen. But anyway, before I got to Bowling Green, I was going, I was barely six years old when I first heard him sing. And somehow I knew from that moment on it'd be a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd stand in front of a mirror day and night, and I listened to every one of his records, and I repeated every word and every note till I almost got it right. Nobody gets it right but Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I was determined that maybe someday I could stand and sing in front of an audience, and somebody might come up to me and say, you know, Ronnie, you sound a little bit like Elvis. Well, I wrote every bit of that before I got to Bowling Green. and. <laughs> Again, I was telling you about this new song I'm getting mm-hmm. go record. That came to me out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. And I went, where did that come from? And I was like, wow. So that was Tuesday. I flew down to Memphis the next day. Got there at 5.30. Stood in line from 8.30 till 5 o'clock. They shut the gates. I was determined to see Elvis Presley. I'd never laid eyes on him. Mm. I said, well, by George, I'm going to see him lying in state. I never saw him alive. I got 10 feet in front of the gate at 5 o'clock, and they shut the gate. I didn't get in, and people started rioting. And I said, I don't want no part of this. I jumped in my car halfway back to Nashville. Turn the radio on. Well, they've opened the gates back up. <laughs> well, now, fate is a hunter. Mm-hmm. It found me that afternoon. It picked me out of those hundreds of thousands of people. It picked me and said, you need to go back to Nashville. So as soon as I walked into Scorpion Records' office, there was a guy standing there, Lee Morgan. He goes, hey, Ronnie, let's do an Elvis tribute. I said, man, I ain't wearing no jumpsuit. I, mm-hmm. I ain't into that. Mm-hmm. He said, that ain't what I'm talking about. Listen to this song I wrote. I listened to it, and I said, well, Lee, listen to what I wrote. 
So we took my talking part mm-hmm. and his singing part, and that was Wednesday. Thursday, we go in down at Music City Recorders. Now, here's the irony of that. I didn't know Scotty Moore owned that studio. Get out. Elvis's guitar player. Oh, I mean, where's the irony in that? <laughs> so we go in, and we record the song, and Lee walked up to me, and I was singing it like Ronnie McDowell. I was talking like me, and sing. he comes over, and he said, hey, listen, I've seen you at Country Godfather, and when you do an Elvis song, man, you sound just like Elvis. He said, do this like Elvis. And I said, I don't want to do that. I said, I want to be myself. And he goes, I'm telling you, if you do it like Elvis, and I know you can talk like Elvis. I said, yeah, but I had I not done that, I'm telling you, it wouldn't have worked. But going back to fate as a hunter, it plucked me out of there and sent me back to Nashville. Had I got in to see Elvis, yep. it would have taken me an hour to walk up that with all them people. Mm. Lee wouldn't have been standing there in that office. That would have never wow. happened. So we went in that Thursday and recorded it. And Lee walked up to me and he goes, hey, man, you're going to have to pay for this. I ain't got no money. I said, <laughs> man, I got 42 bucks to my name. I can't. But I had a checkbook. I wrote $2,700 worth of hot checks to pay for that song. <laughs> You know how much that was back, back then? Back then, that's a fortune. I mean, I was scared out of my wits. Wow. So the next morning, I didn't sleep at all. I took that tape. It was about three inches tall and little square, that big old 24 track. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the steps of Monument, and those steps are still there. That's the one place they haven't torn down. So I was sitting on those old metal steps, and here comes this lady that I knew. Well, little did I know, she never told me she was Scotty Moore's girlfriend. I didn't know that. She goes, Ronnie, what are you doing here this early? I said, Gail, I got a hit. And she goes, well, I didn't know I had a hit. I just felt it in my soul. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And uh, she said, what do you want? And I said, I want eight acetates. You know what those were. Big old records. They, you couldn't play them too many times. Mm-hmm. I got those. So here goes this. They put it on, and they started making the first acetate. Here come a man with two girls. He goes, who is that? I said, that's me. He said, my name is Lee Shannon. I'm the program director at Indianapolis. If you give me one of those, I'll take it back and play it and see if you get any response. I said, yes, sir, go ahead. Well, little did he and I know. Mm. But anyway, you remember Lee Shannon? Oh, uh, yeah. At yeah. Indianapolis? Yeah, we, so, we were related by last name. <laughs> well, you sure are. But anyway, I left there with those, and I wrote hot checks for those, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I left there and I went to Wino Radio in Madison, yeah, yeah. little AM station, yeah, yeah. one mile from Colonel Tom Parker's house. Colonel Tom Parker was home that afternoon. He still lived there. Wow. It was 1977. He was still vibrant, pretty young fella still. So anyway, I walked in and I said, hey, uh, would you play this? She goes, well, we don't do that off the street. I said, it's about Elvis Presley. He'd only been dead three days. Right, yeah. She said, well, hold on. So she goes back to the DJ and there was a glass just like this. Mm-hmm. And he, I could tell he listened to a little of it and he goes, come here. He said, you stand right here. I'm going to see if you get any response. I said, you going to play it? He goes, yeah. Jeff, I'm I'm not kidding you. A quarter into that record, all the phone lines lit up. He goes, something's wrong with my phone. <laughs> he picked it up and he goes, okay, all right, all right. It never stopped. He goes, man, these people, they want to hear this. He had to play it three solid hours. Wow. One of the phone calls was Channel 5. They, it spread like that fast. And they said, hey, we want to come out and interview, interview you for the 5 o'clock news. I said, okay. So they come out and they interviewed me. And as soon as they did, I left and I went down to the number one rock station in Nashville, in the Stallman building. I still had seven acetates. I walked up and I said, hey, uh, would you play this? She goes, 
but we're the number one station. We don't do stuff like this. I said, well, let me tell you what's going on. I said, I'm on the Channel 5 News at 5 o'clock. She goes, really? I said, yeah. And I told her that story. She said, well, hold on. There was three guys in a hallway. She gave him that. He looked at it. And he looked at me. And I could see he stepped in this little room. He come back out and he goes, come here. Same thing. He said, you stand right here. He said, I'm going to play this. See if you get any reaction. Three minutes later, Jeff, he come out and he goes, son, you have jammed our phone lines. He said, you have a monster. Monster. And that was it. Well, you know, I want to hear more of this story because it just goes on. And there's so much that you have to relate here. We're talking with Ronnie McDowell. Wait till you hear what's coming up next. So stick around with more of Sumner County Spotlight. You've been listening to Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon, a public affairs program heard right here at WHIN. You can also hear this broadcast and other episodes on our podcast page at whinradio.com. And if you'd like to appear on this program, just send me an email to jeff at whinradio.com. Stand by. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. All right, we're back with Summer County Spotlight as we continue our conversation with Ronnie McDowell right here. And, you know, one of my heroes, I got to say, when we ran into each other a couple of years ago, I was just like, wow. And, you know, the first thing that came to mind was The King is Gone because I yeah. worked in Knoxville Radio at the time when Elvis died and that song came out. And like you said, it just it just lit everything up. You had to play it, play it, play it. It was just one of those songs that people could not get enough of. Well, everywhere I go, just for example, I was with one of my friends and he told me, he said, uh, Ronnie, I'm the biggest Elvis nut on the planet. He said, when your record came out, he said, that's Elvis. He he made that about himself before he died. Because I always listened to every syllable, every breath he did. Mm. He said, that was not Ronnie McDowell, that was Elvis Presley. He said, then I finally realized it was you. <laughs> I said, well, I fooled you. That was the whole point. Well, here's the thing, how that, how it started like that with a little song on an acetate yes. leading up to going into movies. How, oh, did, yeah. how did all that come about? Well, uh, two weeks later. No, the next night. When that record hit that Friday, mm-hmm. the next night they wanted me on the Grand Ole Opry to sing the song. Now, you got to remember, we recorded it on a Thursday. We just threw it together. I didn't know it. They didn't have tracks back then you could oh, play no. behind you. you I mean, <laughs> and so I'm standing up against the wall. The place, it was in the summer, August, hot August night. Ooh. That place was and uh, I'm standing up against the wall, and I'm beating my thumb against the wall, and I said, Lord, please let me remember these lyrics. <laughs> well, Jim Ed Brown walked up to me, and he put his arm around me. He goes, son, you're going to do fine. I said, Mr. Brown, I'm not afraid to sing. I said, we just recorded this. I just wrote it. He goes, when did you write it? I said, the other day. <laughs> two days ago. And he goes, two days ago? He said, well, good luck, son. <laughs> but, Jeff, let me tell you what. Wow. When I walked out there. I never missed a note. I mean, it was like I'd known that song all my life. So two weeks later, I'm on American Bandstand. Wow. They called me. I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I got a phone call. And he goes, man, uh, I think Dick Clark's on the phone. Want to talk to you. I, I said, yeah, right. So I got on the phone. He goes, Ronnie, this is Dick Clark. He said, there's a private jet for you at the airport. You get on it. You're on American Bandstand tomorrow. I said, yeah, right. Who is this? <laughs> he said, yeah. Ronnie, it's Dick Clark. And I then I realized it was him. Yeah. So I went out there and got on that plane. He said, now you get some rest. I never slept a week. Well, how could you? <laughs> yeah. So I landed at the airport. There was a helicopter. 
I got on the helicopter. They landed me right in front of the lawn at ABC. They took me in there, rushed me into makeup, and I'm looking in the mirror, and they're putting makeup on me, and here comes Dick Clark. And I said, wow, Dick Clark, I can't believe I'm here. He said, Ronnie, you're number nine. You've sold a million records in a week. That's unheard of. Wow, you deserve right. to be here. Yeah. I said, well, Mr. Clark, I've been watching you since 1957. And you haven't aged a bit. <laughs> and I said, I said, and I just want to tell you that uh, I'm so glad y'all pantomime because I don't know this song. It's only two weeks old. And he goes, Ronnie, we don't do that anymore. You got to sing it live. I said, please don't no. tell me that. He said, you'll have cue cards underneath the camera. He said, but when that red light comes on, there'll be 80 million people watching you. No I pressure. Said, I said, oh my God. But if you, if you Google me on American Bandstand singing that song, I look like I knew what I was doing. But Inside, I was petrified. Wow. But I, mean, I can imagine. Perfect. Yeah, but then because you sounded so much like Elvis, literally, I think it, it blew people away when they first started listening to that. Then, of course, the tribute movies you know, started coming out and other things. And Well, the irony of that, not to interrupt, Jeff, but Dick Clark told me, he said, Ronnie, I'm doing a movie about Elvis Presley starring Kurt Russell. I said, you talking about that Disney actor? He goes, yeah. I said, well, he don't look nothing like Elvis. And he goes, wait till you see a screen test. Oh, wow. I know. It's great. So he sent me the screen test. And he said, you'll be doing 38 songs in this movie. He said, I'm going to pay you really well. I said, okay. So I went out and I had a ball doing that. Wow. Kurt Russell, one of the nicest people. He did a great job on that. I think he, no offense against that young boy, Austin Butler, who mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. But Kurt Russell still to this day, and I did the Elvis and Me movie with Priscilla. Mm-hmm. I did Elvis Meets Nixon, Elvis and the Beauty Queen, Breathless with Richard Gere. I did uh, Sweet Dreams, Patsy Cline movie. So I did all these movies yeah. being Elvis's voice. But yet, if you listen to my records, if you listen to older women watching girls go by, mm-hmm. that's just Ronnie McDowell. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it don't sound like, it just sounds like me. But I'm just glad that I was able to do that. Yeah, And the irony of that is, so my daughter called me not long ago and she goes, Dad, do you know who Elvis's grandfather is? I said, I I do. I'm a history nut. She goes, nah, you don't know who it is. And I said, yes, I do. She goes, Daddy, just Google Elvis Presley's grandfather. So I Googled it and I went, well, imagine that. You know who it is? Mm. Jesse D. McDowell. Wait a minute. Stop. No, dead serious. You can Google it right now. (laughs) Oh my. This is spooky. I mean, I, how, tell me. And you know, Elvis had something to do with this. I know he did, and I, that's wow. why I'm, I'm saying I'm on. I just threw. Well, I'm not through. I mean, I'm just on the. Dolly had the number one rock album. Rock album. And here's country singer Dolly Parton, and it's the biggest album she's ever had. Well, who wound up on it? My silly self from Portland, Tennessee. <laughs> and the song, I dreamed about Elvis. I can't get away from this guy, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, you do such a good job at that. And folks, I mean, if you haven't done it already, you need to pull up The King is Gone. It's You, know, you find it on YouTube. Just it, It's going to be everywhere you, you go. But it's a song. Uh, I listened to it this morning, and I still get chills. I mean, it's it's that powerful of a song. And I was never a big Elvis fan. I mean, I didn't get into, I was like a, a big fan or anything like that. You know, we played his songs and things like that. And, and like you said, when Moody Blue came out and all of those those tracks through there, right. it's like you played them and then, you know, it's Elvis, you know. Yeah. Of course, he, he was the biggest thing thing on the planet yeah you know but it, it just moved me so much even back then that it was like that's one of those things in history that you'll always remember and that song had a lot to do with it well and i'm telling you that was given to me i swear I, again i'm the most blessed soul and like i told you my brother passed away three weeks ago and i'm lying in the bed after a show up in Shipshawana. 
Amish country wow. and lying in a bed and all of a sudden this song just came to me like the king is gone just out of the blue and I went where did that come from and then I went my brother gave me that yes. and I honestly believe that because yep. all he and I did was laugh right. and tell jokes we laughed well I'm going as I leave here to record my vocal on it and it's one of those things it's like I told the record company president Mike Kerb who I just re-signed with two months okay, ago okay good good I told him yesterday i told you this while ago i said mike i've got this song he said you're gonna let me hear it and i said not till i'm through with it (laughs) and so i I can't wait till you hear this and you'll get it right it it makes you laugh but yet it's it's a parody but it's so funny but yet Mm -hmm. it's i I hate to say this but about 87 percent of the public does it Mm mm-hmm and it's the truth. It's the way the world is. Well, you know, the great thing about songs like that, is especially once you hear the story behind it, Yes, it has so much more meaning to you. Yes, you and that's I mean? exactly right. And when you hear this new song, you'll get it. And it's everybody that he, everybody, they laugh. Even the people that were involved in the instrumentation of it, they all just laugh and laugh. And so I know that I'm on to something. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm 73 and, you know. No, you're not. I am. I'm 73, going to be 74. Wow. But it doesn't matter. Here's what I want to tell you, Jeff. I still believe in the magic of a song. Mm, Totally. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how old you are or who sings it, as long as you can sing on key. And if the song is there, you can't stop it. Right. And like the king is gone. Mm -hmm. Now, you know all the politics of the business, like I do. Mm -hmm. You know how that stuff works. Well, when the king is gone, come out, they couldn't have stopped that record with a bulldozer the size of the Empire State Building. You know why? Because the public demanded it. They went beyond demanding it. They forced them to Mm -hmm. play it i mean you couldn't stop it i Mm -hmm. mean and it went above all the politics of the business but i mean there's politics in every business sure absolutely and there's iconic songs over the course of history and there's hundreds of them oh but it's like usa for africa when when they got all those celebrities together and and michael jackson and lionel and you name it i mean it's it's a historic song this song, that King is Gone, is just one of those that's going to be around forever. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it can't go away. Well, it's kind of like older women. It is yeah. amazing to me how these young kids, <laughs> if you go on TikTok and all that, my grandson, he said, Papa, these young kids are singing your song, Older Women, and you've had like 300 million hits. And I said, well, that's the population of the United States. <laughs> but I mean, Social media has is, is, is become a really big thing. And I mean, as you know, because back in the day, we didn't have that. But now your exposure is compounded by just having social media presence. And that's why I'm telling you, you might as well get ready when you hear this new song. What's it called again? I can't tell you. Oh, oh that's a great title. Well... <laughs> Because if I told you the title, it would give it away. Oh, okay. And you know who's going to play this song first? You know who's playing the steel on it? Who? Doyle Grisham. Really? You know what Doyle Grisham played the steel on? Margaritaville. Come Monday. Every Jimmy Buffett record. I didn't know that. And he also was with Jimmy Buffett when he started playing in clubs a little before me in Bowling Green. Wow. And then... Doyle was with him the very day he passed away. So anyway, Doyle Grisham is playing on this record. And the first people that are going to play this record is Buffett Radio. Good. That's that's awesome. Well, I mean, I wish you well with that because it's the thing with with social media. And the thing is, you're going to get it out there. But it's almost like you got to have a whole staff just to handle social media because it's a full-time gig. Now, that little short son of yours, 
Ronnie Jr. He, you oh, know, he, <laughs> you know, he, he might have some hand in that. <laughs> well, he he works very hard for Daddy and my youngest son Tyler. Same thing. Mm-hmm. They just they're all involved with what I'm doing. And then I have a guy in Atlanta, Chris McDaniel. He is amazing with social media. He takes care of all that for me. Good. And we're all involved in it. I don't do it. I don't get on Facebook. You know what Facebook – I know it's a good tool for what we do. But you know what it reminds me of? You ever see Andy Griffith, that episode where those old women were at the switchboard and they'd plug it in? You ain't going to believe what so-and-so is doing. You ain't going – and I'm thinking, it's just a modern version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama, drama. And who wants to hear what you had for breakfast this morning? That's right. Or see it. <laughs> or who who cares if your back hurts this morning? Nobody. Hey, you know that song, Leave Me Alone, Go On Home, I Got Troubles of My Own. <laughs> so incredible that, uh, you know, over the course of your career up to this point, and you had all those songs after King is Gone. Yeah. If you go on, on your website, you'll see all these, these songs and the discography and all the different yeah. albums. You know, you've you got a, a good career that's happened. I've had a wonderful career, and uh, Mike Curb told me yesterday, he goes, Ronnie, I need to tell you something. He said, you've been with me since 1984. He said, I just re-signed you. I said, yes, and thank you for the money. <laughs> I said, I finally made some money from a record company. He said, well, he said, you know what I like about you? I said, what? And he said, you never give up. I said, well, Mike, think about this. If I do, it's over. Mm -hmm. I said, that's not in me. I use the time that God has given me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I make really good use of the time that God has given me. I never stop painting, Jeff. I'm working on two paintings right now. Wow. I never stop. I never stop recording. I never stop writing. And I don't want to. If I I got on a fast-moving train where the king is gone, Mm -hmm. if I get off of it, I'll die. Yeah. Well, it's it's just part of you. It's your it's your life. You know, it it's all, it's all about you. It's like what you're doing. This is your life. This yeah. is what you love. I wish you all the best, and I, I can't wait to hear this new song. Well, I promise you, I'll get it to you. Well, and there's another guy over in the Carolinas, and he calls me every hour, Ronnie, because I played him the song, just the rough demo. Yeah. And he goes, "You might as well get ready." He has a hundred and fifty thousand FM station over in the Carolinas, beach Whoa. music. He uh, his name is Boogie Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's catchy <laughs> oh yeah and he he said ronnie you might as well get ready he said i'm telling you you this is going to change your life again i said you know boogie shoes i feel that and i know mm, it yeah he said i don't care if you're 23 or 73 it doesn't matter it's the song yeah no, it is no question a- absolutely well just keep doing what you're doing and this this broadcast is going to be on our podcast page at whin radio starting it usually kicks off about noon here this afternoon it's it's going to be one that i'm going to watch the views on this because the the stories are just amazing to, to know what goes behind these songs and and learning more about you because i mean gosh you're right here in our back door so well let me tell you this story about the king is gone and i'll I'll leave you alone. When that song hit that afternoon, that Friday, I left that big rock station. The first person I went to was my mother. She had 11 of us. She was mopping a floor. You know where Kentucky Downs is, the Mm -hmm. Mint? Mm -hmm. There was a pure truck stop. She was in there mopping the floor. She worked three jobs trying to take care of us. I don't know how she did it, Jeff. I swear to God, I don't. Different people back then. That's what it is. <laughs> and and I, I got to tell you, I walked in and I said, Mother, take your apron off. You don't ever have to work anymore. And she goes, Son, can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> 
And this truck driver, he had heard the song. Wow. And he goes, Georgia May, don't you know what's going on with that boy? And Mother said, no, what? And I said, Mother, come out to the car. Jeff, God's oh, truth. Oh, wow. Turned the radio on, and the King is Gone was on every station. You, I mean, they, it, and I said, Mother, you never have to work again. And she didn't. Now, that was the best part of what that song, by proxy, Elvis mm-hmm. Presley did yep. that for my mother. That's right. The reason he wanted to make a success was for who? His mama. His mama. Yeah. And by proxy, he did it for my mother. He didn't wow. even know it. Man, let me tell you something. This has to be a movie. You have to make your life a movie because give me chills just thinking about it right now. But <laughs> Well, you know, and like I said, that's the best thing. And, and Elvis, I swear, I, you don't know this. I never sang in my life. I was too shy. But when I was in Vietnam, we took a break from fighting. Me and two other boys. Now, mm-hmm. here's why I'm not getting dementia. Chuck Nietzsche and Joe Hedgepath. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And you know what song we did? Uh, you ain't going to believe this. This is the song in the talent show. Well, when my blue moon turns to gold again. We did an Elvis song. <laughs> but just before I walked up there, yeah. this old man grabbed my arm. He goes, son, right where you're going to stand is where Elvis Presley did the Milton Burrow Get show out. in 1956. I said, yeah, right. He goes, no, son, I was on this ship in 1956. He did the Milton Burrow show, and he stood right where you're going to stand. First time I ever sang in front of anybody, I sang an Elvis song, and right where he stood. Where is the irony in all of that? It's, that's what's spooky. I mean, I sang for Elvis's 60th birthday with the Memphis Symphony. I got out of the shower. I looked in the sink, and that little voice on my shoulder said, look in the sink. To the left of the sink, there was two hairs. Swear to God. E.P. So uh, Scotty Moore was in the next room. I said, Scotty, you got to yeah. come and see this. Scotty come over there, and he said, what is it? And I said, look at that. Scotty goes, good God, get a camera. We took a picture of it. Wow. It is. Do, do you know how hard it is for a spirit to do something like that? Wow. But there was E.P., and I was singing for Elvis's 60th birthday with the Memphis oh, Symphony. Man. It never this, stops. This is driving me crazy. That ain't the weirdest thing. Well, <laughs> one more thing, and I'll let you. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Gosh, I just got me a brand new car and had one of the new navigation things. I didn't know how to work it, but I knew mm, how to punch right. in Nashville. I was in Memphis and mm-hmm. Tunica playing the horseshoe, so I punched in Nashville. Well, it started going through all the back roads, and I went. I need to get on the interstate. I didn't know how to get on there. All of a sudden, I said, "I'm gonna go stop at this gas station." Well, this little voice on my shoulder again said, "Don't do that." So I went. Oh, Okay, I'll see where it's going. Where are you going to take me? So all of a sudden, the the lady on the navigation says, "Turn right." So I turn right, and I'm going down this tree-lined street, and I went, I can't, I got to get on the interstate. And all of a sudden, she goes, you have arrived at your destination. You know where it was? 1034 Audubon Drive, the house Elvis had before Graceland. So I got out of that car, and I went, Elvis, what do you want with me? <laughs> oh, God. And that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened well, to me. I, look, I'm telling you, Ronnie McDowell, the movie. <laughs> That's incredible. But isn't that weird? It, it's, I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's almost, you know, celestial. Well, know. Priscilla told me when we were doing that movie, she stood there, we were listening to playback, and she looked up at me and she goes, Ronnie, I swear I cannot tell you two apart. I said, well, Priscilla, you know what that tells me? And she goes, what? And I said, that tells me you didn't really know him that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, God. So, man, we got to get out of here, but I appreciate you so much for Thank spending a little you, time Jeff. giving I'm us this. I'm heading to sing my new song. Well, I can't wait. I'm can't gonna, wait I'm going to sneak it. in behind you so I can. Once you hear, once you hear okay. the title. And, you know, I'm And using, what's the title again? I can't tell you. <laughs> 
whatever. Once I do, it'll give it away. But once you hear it, you go, oh, wow, I get it. I get it. So I know what you're saying. So that's great. All right. We've been talking to Ronnie McDowell right here with Jeff Shannon on our Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, join us again next week right here, 10 o'clock, for more of Sumner County Spotlight saying Shannon's the name, music's a game. We'll check well, it like in. It. And so long. And Shantastic Jeff Shannon. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.